Welcome to Happy Hour with Penny and Brittany. Yeah, she did that so well. (laughs) Um, We are here to talk about all things related to the work, the office, the professionalism, the career, the life. No, we're not talking about life. We're only talking about work (laughs) because when you're at work, you are not alive. That's right. Um, <laughs> um, and so just as a bit of background, we both work at a cute company. We do. Over here in Berlin. And we're both great. We're both yeah. lovely, professional, and gorgeous. <laughs> okay, I'm but really getting I'm getting carried away yeah. now. How are you doing, Pen? I am so good. I spent a lot of today on Instagram, which I know is very naughty. Ooh. But sometimes I just can't get off. It it's it's done something to my algorithm and my dopamine (laughs) internal algorithm yes i love that yes you know they have the skills it's terrible because of course i spend a lot of time on instagram a lot of my job requires me to be on instagram which is like fun but it's also a bit of a curse obviously Mm. because i do go down the instagram hole every now and again and then i like look up and like the you know the light like the sky is no longer bright and it's like just oh yes and I'm like where did those hours go literal hours yeah um and what are your favorite accounts this is such a good question who am I following I have to like think about that for a second okay actually Mm. the account that you showed me it's adorable it's I think his name is Dante Dante everybody needs to follow this guy right now we are just Dante okay so D-O-N-T-E dot Kali C-O-L-L-E-Y that is his uh, account name and I love this man he is so positive so genuine so happy honestly he's like he's like a little fucking individual cheerleader for your life it's so good so basically what he does if you don't have like if you're you know driving or moving and you can't look at your phone right now Mm -hmm. he puts little videos on instagram i mean a lot some other stuff but mostly he does these videos where he dances and then has these like positive messages that are like and emojis in emojis yeah and he also he's also a really good dancer so it's not like embarrassing I love it's it's just so happy and pot we're watching oh, one right he's now. So cute. And he's just you belong so here. Cute. You complete this planet. Oh. How nice is that? It's, I showed this to my boyfriend and he loved it. Oh, of course. He he's was such a like, positive guy. Yeah, he is. And also yeah. also I think like we were talking about this the other day. Mm-hmm. Isn't it weird that Twitter is like the home of um negative energy, <laughs> to yeah. put it mildly. Yeah. And then Instagram is the home of likes and nice comments and follows like yeah. everyone is so nice totally okay who, what's who Who are you I mean other than you you all honestly you have you follow some pretty like it's funny because I spend more time on Instagram mm-hmm. um using the app mm-hmm. like I think you spend maybe more time consuming on it and you have okay okay what's your favorite <laughs> Penny's just showing me a dog uh video anyway okay. so what's your favorite animal so I have two one is doggos doing things and then the other one is Dr. Smash Love um I don't know who he is but he's got some really great animal content um I really just I appreciate the shit out of it really um I also have this great Instagram account which sounds very negative but I think it's really interesting it's actually called the school of death Oh. Um, and it's so, like, this is very peak Berlin. Right. But basically, School of Death is all about how you can learn to 
like accept death and dying better. Whoa, <laughs> Which really? Is, I know people are like, oh, that's so heavy. And I'm like, but I like to be prepared. You know, I'm very afraid of death. So I like to think about it all the time from all yeah. the different angles. Yeah. Um, and really consider every possible bad thing that could happen to me because then I feel like it won't happen to me. Right. Or my family. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like every time a plane takes off, I'm fully like, this plane could crash at any minute, but it would be over very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I think I anytime I'm in the plane in a plane, I also have the thought that like this could be it mm. and that it will be really scary for like a couple like honestly I mean depending on how it happens right if like a missile hits us or mm. whatever then it would be instant and you well, wouldn't even know that it happened yeah but apparently if you're descending really fast the depression the pressurization oh. in the cabin happens so you, you go- lose consciousness you lose before con- you hit the ground right that makes me feel better but the I mean the- sort of this is really dark this is no, dark come shit on, it's funny <laughs> Okay, so the, the German guy that um, crashed the airplane into the mountain, the Lufthansa pilot, oh, so that was yeah. like one of the lo- the longest descents. They knew they were going down for like 12 minutes. And th- that is... That's a long time. That's so awful. Okay, sorry. That is really we dark. We shouldn't have brought that up. Okay, sorry. All right, so here's another fucking hilarious Instagram account. Um, so there's a whole series of these, but my fave is Overheard London. Yes, I love these. I love that. I love. I used to love these. Overheard LA, but then I was like, there's no. It made me feel depressed about how dumb people are. I know. So I quit, and then yeah. Overheard New York made me depressed about how cynical and neurotic New Yorkers are. So yeah. I just deleted that, and now I'm just on Overheard London, where they're all classy as fuck. Love it. It's great. Love it. You know who else? Okay, so I also follow Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, and I fucking love you Ellen. Do. Ellen is the best. She is I just watched her special on Netflix, her new mm. special, and she's just the word for Ellen DeGeneres is like she's wonderful. <laughs> she is a wonderful person. She really is. I'm a mega fan. Yeah. Oh, she, are you? She is like all she wants is for like you know People her to like be happy. yeah yeah her She's like slogan like, is like um, what does she say like take care of each other that's what she says <gasps> that is really nice isn't yeah. that the nicest that thing is ever super nice she's probably just unbearable in real life so Do you think? never you should never try and meet her yeah like. Yeah. Okay. Um, one thing that I learned from... But she's like friends with really cool celebrities. I think she might be a really cool person. Celebrities are dreadful people. Brittany. Yeah, you're right. No, They're you're dreadful. Right. Like, think about us and how, like, unbearable we are and then magnify that by a million. You're so of, like, right. a lifetime of being told that you are fabulous and beautiful and important I and know. talented. I know. No one can survive that and it's not their fault. Yeah, yeah. It's not their fault, but they are terrible people. I know. Except for Eva Mendes and Ryan Gosling, I believe in them. Really? And maybe a few more. Eva Mendes, really? I don't know why. Yeah, like I mean Eva, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. I didn't like it's not meant to be offensive, you know <laughs> and what I'm I mean? I'm sorry, Ellen. Yeah. You do good things. Yeah. You're just terrible as a person. (laughs) But Eva Mendez, I don't know. I mean, Ryan Gosling, I mean, come on, right? It's fucking I think that's why I think Eva Mendez must be so great because she's got the gauze. I mean, she's just a fox, you know what I mean? She's not just a fox. Okay, sorry. I just mean like. Don't reduce her. You're right. You're right. To her animal counterpart. (laughs) God. She's very beautiful. I mean, she's very beautiful. 
I think she's she seems fun. Does she? What the fuck are we talking? About? I don't know. This is not a celebrity oh. lifestyle podcast. Okay, so how are you though? Like, yeah. how's your week work been? Work yeah. week, work, work week, work week, work week. My work week has been pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been pretty good. It's um, things are picking up. So it's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to be busy. I'm a, I'm a big fan of like having lots going on, as you know. Yeah. Um, but my word for this year, as we discussed a couple episodes ago, oh, yes. is calm. calm. With an L. Calm. Um, and I think I'm doing well at that. I'm, I'm really doing, like, I'm being very thorough with my prioritization, my to-do lists, my, like, everything is kind of just falling into place. And I'm feeling pretty positive about it. Mm. Thanks for asking, Penny. Great. <laughs> That's so. <laughs> I just felt like I went on a weird tangent about how great I'm doing, which is a little bit too much. Sorry. Oh, bless. Uh, it's, just, I mean, it's going yeah. okay. It's going yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm uh, doing like I'm doing a little bit of comedy this week, so I'm kind of excited about that mm. because I've been missing it a little bit in the past like month. So I just I did that thing where I just sign up mm. without any plan of like what I'm gonna actually talk about or whatever. And, I, and I'm sick of all my old jokes, so I want to write new stuff. So oh boy, I kind of put myself in a bit of a pickle I wonder how you write a joke really what do you do okay so a quick like I'll be I'll be really quick about this okay but I do I am fairly um like I think a lot of comedians would be like oh that's like so lame but I'm fairly mathematical with these kind of things fuck other comedians yeah they're mostly unemployed alcoholic losers oh my god (laughs) sorry I'm just basing Uh, that on the show cracked crack um, with Pete, the Pete. Guy? Oh, Pete Holmes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it cracked? Uh, I think it's called crashing. Or... Oh, crashing. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, he's got nothing to do with crack. Yeah, he's just a nice guy. You are the female I am, Pete Holmes. I am. You I've really heard are. that so many times that I'm mm. like Pete Holmes. Okay, so and I think it's a huge compliment. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so for me, I something will come to mind. So either something happens to me, or I see something, or whatever. Um, or, or what's really funny is like sometimes it's that, but sometimes it's not. The thing that makes something funny though, mm. which I think people don't often realize, is <laughs> you take something, like take an attitude, let's say, so something that people usually feel about something. Mm. So for instance, everybody thinks puppies are really cute, right? Oh, yeah. So if I were to say puppies are not cute, yes, right, and then I would have... Like, I would explain why I think puppies aren't cute. That's a funny premise because... I love that. People are already a little bit surprised about it. They're like, what? She thinks puppies aren't cute? Yeah. It's also, my character would, of course, probably think puppies are really cute when people first see me. So Mm. it's a bit of a shock, you know? Mm. There's a bit of a shocking factor, a surprise factor, which is very important to to jokes. Um, And then, of course, there's, like, the exaggeration and there's the twist where you lead someone down a certain way and then you... Like snap back and yes, say like your butt something. plug joke. Yeah, <laughs> love that one. I have a butt plug I, joke. I've, I will never forget that joke. I actually retell it. I obviously credit you, but I tell it Thank to you, some Penny. people. That's great. Um, especially when they're like brand new to Berlin, I'm like, my friend got a butt plug in the mail. <laughs> You'll have to go see Britney's show. Yeah, I was just gonna say that's making me sound quite uh, sexually Frisky. advanced. Yeah, sexually advanced. Uh, yeah, hilarious. I, um. I know. I love. I love. By the way, that is really funny because people in a lot of times when I talk about butt plugs on stage in Berlin, Germany. It's like everyone is very unfazed. Yeah. Because everyone's like, yeah, what do you, what do you mean? Of course we have butt plugs. What's your problem? I have 12 of them.
Okay, what's our first letter? I'm really excited about these ones, actually. Oh, so Today am I. Today we've got some good ones. I mean, like, all of these They're are my favorite subjects. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. And our what's listeners are so great at giving us little, little insights into their world. They're so good at it. Yeah. Okay, so here's a letter from Katie. All right. <laughs> Hi, Penny and Brittany. I have a colleague that constantly interrupts me in meetings. I get the feeling he's doing it in order to bring emphasis or enthusiasm to my point, but generally the outcome is that I'm never able to explain myself properly. The thing is, this guy is generally nice and I think he is trying to be supportive, but these interruptions actually under, uh, act, sorry, but these interruptions really undermine and frustrate me. Please help, Katie. Oh, Katie. Oh, girl. Yeah, this is, um, yeah. This is another, I think this happens to a lot of people. Of course it does. Yeah. I think it's cute. I can totally imagine this happening. Like some guy being like, either he just thinks you're great or maybe yeah. he has a bit of a crush on you or maybe he's trying to be like a supportive feminist ally. Yes. Which is probably the least likely, but let's hope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we're really hoping for the best on we're, this one. We're feeling optimistic today. We are. It's only Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so, so maybe he's trying to be helpful, um, and so you obviously want to broach this with him really gently, yes. so that he doesn't feel like, oh, I fucked up so bad. Totally. Um, because also we know that there's like the fragile male ego, and we don't want to fuck with that in case. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, I mean, the thing is, I I feel like you should talk, Penny. I don't know if you guys know this, but she is the queen of the feedback. <laughs> she loves giving feedback, doesn't love receiving feedback. No, I'm just kidding. You're very good at receiving feedback as well, and you are a big believer in it, mm, right? Like, I am a super... So, yeah, exactly. Like, this is a case where you need to give some freaking feedback. Yeah. Um, for your own satisfaction and also just because once you master this little skill, you'll just be such a happy gal. Totally. You know, so um, basically I would first of all ask him what he's, uh, uh, and the great word for that you can use for interruption <laughs> yeah. is, uh, it's not a word, it's a phrase. You can say, um, hey, Daniel, um, I'm just wondering, like, when you jump in, when I'm trying to say something in a meeting, like, I'm just wondering, like, what 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 are you trying to achieve there? You know, <laughs> yeah. like, just kind of give him the opportunity to be like, oh, I really just want to, like, you know, I'm more senior than you or the boss really likes me or whatever, so I really want everybody to know that I think this is a good idea too. Mm -hmm. And then you can be like, oh, thank you so much. That's really nice. But actually, I'd really prefer if you didn't do that um, because when you do that, it makes me uh, – feel like I'm not able to explain myself properly. Um, I think it actually kind of, the outcome actually unfortunately undermines me a little bit yeah. and it's just frustrating. Um, and I know you have the best of intentions, but I'd really love you to stop. Um, that's one way that the conversation would go. Yeah. The other way is that he doesn't even realize he's doing it and he's like, fuck, am I doing that? And you're like, yeah. And he's like, shit, I'll yeah, stop. Yeah. So, so just like, um, the first step to feedback is like, write it down and just think about it. Like 
this person either doesn't know they're doing it or they do have good intentions. Yeah, I think that's such a good way to see it. Like try to keep positive mm. um, because it will really reflect when you're actually delivering the feedback. For sure. Um, if you I get th- really worked up and upset, then it's going to be a tense situation yeah, for everyone. And it doesn't need to be. I used to be a big fan of the uh, situation behavior impact model for feedback, mm-hmm. which I still am. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's really good to use that if you're just happy to be direct and you've got a good relationship with this person. Um, but when you've got kind of this person who might be a bit of a supportive ally, yeah. you want to give them a chance to um, kind of get themselves that wriggle out of the situation yeah, first. Yeah. So start with a question, I think. Yeah. Um, but that's mm-hmm. I think I think that's really interesting. I mean, it's it's also though I would argue a little bit easier said than done. Mm. I mean, I mean in a big way actually. Um, I know for me, like Penny is very very. I feel like you've you've maybe just like you've practiced this so much that it you're. It, I wouldn't say that it's easy for you. I don't think you find it an easy thing to do necessarily, mm. or do you? Well, it actually depends. Like there's yeah. some people on our team that I have things that I really need to say to them. And I still haven't said them Mm. because like, I find it really easy to give work, uh, related feed or performance related feedback. Right. But when it's a little more personal, I I find that difficult. Yes, of course. Really difficult. And I've actually got a piece of feedback in my mind right now. And I'm like, I need to give that this week. Yeah. Otherwise I'm going to kill the person. Yeah. Involved. Yeah. (laughs) So that's the thing. Like for me, I am very, um, a lot more concerned. I mean, we talked about this last week, uh, like a lot more concerned about, um, people, what people think of me and Mm. therefore it's much, I find it very stressful Mm. to give feedback and I spend a lot of time thinking about it, but when I do it, my God, it's the most relieving feeling yeah, when you just totally. get it out. And I find like your, your suggestion of writing things down to be so helpful for me mm. because I'm a very, like I can get worked up, you know, quite easily oh, if I'm, course, if I'm yeah. feeling like, you know, upset or like someone's attacked me or that, you know what I mean? Or, or someone doesn't maybe believe in my mm. abilities or something like that. Um, so I writing it down and, and also Oof, I would argue, like, I know we talk a lot about this, whether or not you should like sleep on it or not sleep on it, but I tend to at least give myself some space and time mm, uh, away from it that. because I'm not sure if I'm being rational or not sometimes. Mm, yep. I agree with that completely because I think that, um, I mean, like sometimes I'll get really pissed off and, I, and I'll be like, ah, oh, it's so annoying that they asked me that question yeah. or whatever. And then I'll sleep on it and I'll be like, that's just my ego talking, really. Exactly. Um, I, I actually can see now that they should have asked me. Like, if anyone was doing a good job, that's the way they would do it. Yeah. Um, so I do agree. Like, uh, I mean, like we always say, and Kim Scott from Radical Candor, who is the queen of feedback. Yes. She's, our, she's our feedback empress. Yeah. Um, she always says that you need to give it in a timely fashion. So her her recommendation is like do it straight away after yeah. the thing happens so that you can jog their memory back to the thing. Yeah. So I would, in this case, I'd grab Daniel. I know his name's not Daniel, but we're calling him Daniel. <laughs> um, good old Daniel. Um, I'd grab him right after the meeting, right after he does it so that he you can easily just throw the memory back. Totally. Um, but, you know, it depends on the thing, um, depends on what you want to say. 
in terms of feedback, you can sometimes take more time to have a little think about it, but don't leave it for weeks or months. No, definitely not. Yeah, because the, the effect of that is people thinking that you've been really stewing on something. Yes. They're like, oh, oh my God, Brittany's been obsessing with this <laughs> since flipping December. That is psychotic. Absolutely. And they're going to think you're nuts. Yeah. And the, uh, yeah Which you, you are, but you've got to hide it. Exactly. <laughs> hide your crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's ready for that. Absolutely. Okay, so Katie, basically the idea is you need to tell Daniel, our lovely Daniel, you need to tell him uh, basically, I mean, make sure that he's aware of what he's doing and then give him the feedback of how that actually impacts you Mm. and make sure that it's really clear. And Mm. I'm sure that actually once you do that, once you get over the initial fear of actually giving that feedback, Mm. you'll be super relieved and feel really good. For sure, yeah. Okay, our next question. I am so excited to dive into Penny. I'm so excited about this. This is a bit of a special one. I'd say it's like a maybe a touch bit different than the ones that we've tackled before. So because I'm excited. It's fun. Yeah, because yeah. it's a little bit more fun. It's a little more gal pal fun. So here it goes. Hi, Brittany and Penny. I'm wondering what you guys think about office romance. Uh-huh. Is there an official rule around romantic relationships at work? I've just moved apartments and met this guy who I am very interested in getting to know better, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, we do. We do know what you mean. The only thing is, I really love my job and I don't want to jeopardize my position. But things are definitely getting overly flirty these days. What should I do? Woo! Oh my gosh. Get from, naked. Yeah. Just take your clothes off. That's from Cassandra. Thanks for that wonderful Oh, Cassandra. Question. You're in a bit of a pickle. Uh, we've all been there. We yeah. really all have. That's true. Um, have you had an offer? You, isn't your current boyfriend the result of an office romance? It's true. Hee <laughs> hee. But it's, I mean. So it can happen. Yeah, it totally can happen and it ha- can have positive um, results. The only thing with my situation was actually we were together before we worked together. So oh right, okay, it's a bit that's of a different. weird situation. Yeah. Okay, good. I've only had really disastrous ones, and it's not for me anymore. And my general thought is like, you can do it. It's allowed. People yeah. meet at work all, all the, the time. time. It's so normal to yeah. meet at work. Yeah, you but, spend so much time there. It makes yeah. A lot of sense. yeah, but is it like your direct boss? Is it like, yeah. who is this person? Are they, I, I think you have to think about um, who is appropriate to date yeah. and who isn't. Yeah. Um, so someone on your level or someone who's from a different department or someone, because I think the way to think about this is what is the worst case scenario Yes. and how bad could it, badly could it go? And are you going to have to be in meetings with them every totally. day? Right? That would be a full disaster. Oh. It's like that whole, like... I'd have to leave the company. Right? No, totally. Because it'd be that thing where you're, like, running into your ex... Every every day. Every day. Every freaking day. Imagine the anxiety. I mean, I think, honestly... I really think you should try to avoid having romances at work. I think it's really distracting Mm. from your actual, like... Obviously, your job distracting, i.e., fun. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's it what is. makes it so much more fun, though. It is true. Yeah. I mean, it can be fun. You can like then you're like getting dressed up before going into work, and mm. you're all excited, blah, blah blah. But I mean, anytime I've had a crush on anybody when I've worked with them, I've been so much less productive. Not that you can just magically not have a crush anymore, mm. but I think that 
um, just like tread lightly. Like I, I really, I had, I wouldn't like recommend work, especially if you work closely, if you're actually working with this person on a daily basis. Mm. Oh, I would, I would be very hesitant. Yeah. I would almost wait until it's like, you can't possibly not, you know, approach it. Do you know what I mean? If it gets to this point where it's like, okay, there's clearly like a really big attraction. You guys get along so well. Actually, this could be like a real relationship. Then Mm. I would maybe do it. Yeah. And I think that's interesting because it's almost like you should get more old fashioned when it comes to office romances. So in this situation where you are the woman Uh, You have to be aware that there's like a male-female dynamic at play in our society where um, a guy might sort of like be completely horrible to you and treat you like a crazy person. And the reality is you're going to be the one that walks away with a bad reputation. So I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to show you the reality of it. And if the situation's reversed, like, and you're a guy, let's say this person that's writing us a letter is a guy you know, make sure that you're asking a person out once. That's all you get in the office. Otherwise, you're bordering on harassment. Like, you have to make sure that, um, and I think this is a great message for all the guys in any office, in any workplace ever, like, just make sure that you are really listening when someone says yes or no. Um, totally. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, it's that's a your... <laughs> yeah, it's a different scenario when you're at work. You know what mm. I mean? When you're not at work, you can ask, I mean... People will probably have differing opinions on this one. You can ask a girl out or a guy out a couple of times maybe, you know. Because they Um, can get away from you. Yeah, right? (laughs) They don't have to see you every day and like bump into you in the bloody stationary closet and they're like, oh, Jesus Christ, it's Jared from accounting again. He's going to try and lick my face. Yeah. Like, oh. And when I say ask out, of course, I mean like respectfully, Mm. you know what I mean? Not like, not being like a crazy, like whatever. I just... At work, you get the one the one chance. Yeah, yeah. And please, please don't do it when you're like drunk, you know what I mean, or yeah. whatever. Or at a work function. Or at a work function, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's tricky. It's not easy. And, and we are telling you all of this as people who have done all the wrong things at all of the... We've done everything we just told you not to do. Yeah. Um, we have lived to tell the tale, but honestly, like... It can get it can get super flippant awkward. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was really young. I mean, this isn't even like th- this isn't Is even this when you worked at the body shop. No, it was it was oh, after damn. that. I was working at a at a restaurant, but I was working with my boyfriend at this restaurant and um uh we broke up and I said to and I had worked there longer and I said to my boss, I was like, You have to get rid of him. <laughs> Oh my god! I was like, I'm sorry, but like I can't work with him, and like he has to go. And um, (laughs) it was really funny. I was like, that was your boss a man? No, she was a woman. Oh, okay, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, Mm. I mean, she didn't get rid of him, but like I was like, you must. It was so funny, and she was like, Brittany, I can't do that. You know, like obviously. (laughs) So anyway, that was really funny. But the point is, you're gonna feel like that. There's definitely you know exceptions, but I think that honestly, I think you should probably avoid it. Yeah. And also like there are dating apps these days. Yeah. There's so many people out there. Get on Tinder. Get out, get out there. Do you you love the way Tinder has totally repositioned themselves? Have you noticed like a friend thing? Well, no, they, so they used to be all about, um, 
Okay. Relationships. Oh, relationships. Like they used to be like, meet your life partner. I love that you're guessing all these things and I'm like, <laughs> all the no, things that no, are wrong. No. Sorry. Okay. Um, that, so they used to position themselves as like, meet your life partner on Tinder. Right. And now they're like, be single, enjoy the hookup. Yeah, I and know. Like they these... kind of just, they had to succumb to the reality. Which is great. Yeah. This is like a prime product pivot. Yeah. The like three that. P's. I like that they finally just did that because at first, yeah, they were trying to market themselves as like an actual yeah. relationship. Meet your future. Yeah. But now it's just like pictures of girls sitting on their sink, like painting their toenails and it's like, enjoy the single life. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, yeah. I keep seeing yeah. that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to enjoy the single life. I've never used Tinder. Always oh, makes me, me really neither. sad. Me too. I've always wanted to. Mm. But anyway. In I think I'd life. be good at it. Yeah, you would. You'd be brutal actually. You'd be really good at it as well. <laughs> Yeah. Um, fabulous. I feel like we've had another really great episode, Penny. Of course we have. It happened. Thanks for uh, listening. Please push, uh, give us your... Um, rate, review, and subscribe. Oh, yeah. Rate Do those us. things. Oh, my gosh. We haven't even asked people to rate us And yet. recommend us to your friends. Yeah, you should definitely rate us, recommend us, and subscribe to the podcast. We're very passionate about word of mouth organic growth. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's the good stuff. If you have a question you want us to answer, just throw it down in the email uh, that's in the description. Bye! Bye.